this is uh, the Subversity Show Online Edition um, podcasting um, uh, irregularly, but uh, anytime. Uh, today we're talking with director Leo S. Leo Chang, uh, whose new film is uh, Mr. Cow Goes to Washington. Welcome, Leo. Thanks, Dan. Um, you know, you were last on the show uh, talking about um, New Orleans, uh, uh, part of New Orleans called Versailles. And that was your earlier film, uh, where you actually encountered, uh, uh, Mr. Cow, Mr. Cow. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. And um, so I, I, as I was making, uh, a village called Versailles towards the end of it, um, in 2008, um, I actually heard about this Vietnamese American lawyer in New Orleans East who was running for the U.S. Congress. Um, which, you know, piqued my interest definitely. And, and I started to research to see if he was somebody, um, who I'd like to include in my previous film. Um, but I was, as, as I was talking to everybody, um, folks keep telling me not to bother that he was, he had absolutely no chance of winning. Um, and, and I actually had a conversation with him directly during that time. Uh, but I kind of pretty much uh, let the story go. But, you know, surprise as a huge surprise to everybody, he actually won um, in 2008. Um, so fast forward to 2010, um, you know, as, as I was traveling with Mr. Uh, I'm sorry, with a village called Versailles, um, one of um, my funders, the Center for Asian American Media, actually came to me and told me that they were interested in having a piece done about uh, Joseph Gao. And, and since I had spent time down there and um, had access to the community that they thought I was the right person to do it. So it kind of came in, uh, came full circle. So you had full access to him. Well, it, it still took a little while. I proposed the idea to him and his staff. Um, it took them a while to get back to me. Um, I think that like any politician, they were very weary of, you know, um, media exposure or, or, or they were very um, careful, I, I suppose, sure. weary. Um, I think that, that the, you know, the images of the politicians tend to be very carefully managed. Yeah. And allowing a, a documentary camera, which is very different from a news camera, right? Which yeah. you know, we need a lot more access. We need more intimacy. Um, we need to follow the story over a much longer term. Um, having uh, a documentary camera around made, <laughs> made some yeah. folks on his staff uncomfortable. I, 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 you know, I think that there was a lot of discussion that went on before he finally agreed. And I think one of the reasons that he agreed was because he, he was very, you know, he, he was a fan of, of a village cover. So he thought that that was a really fantastic ah, yeah. portrayal of his community. So did, um, did you use uh, smaller equipment or something to be less obtrusive? Well, I, I, that, that's my style anyway. Um, I was trained as a camera person and I tend to shoot my own, um, films. Ah, yeah. And, um, and I, I, a lot of times I prefer it that way because you do get more intimate material that way. You know, it's just often it was just me, you know, um, trying to, you know, just hang around the office or following him around wherever he went, um, you know, which was a lot more, um, you know, uh, under the radar, more inconspic inconspicuous than having a, a full crew. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that it was also a lot easier for me to sort of try and catch him and talk to him and ask him, you know, questions and more personal, intimate sure. questions. How, how, how much footage did you uh, shoot, I guess? 
Um, you, you know, in, <laughs> in the old days when you when when we all shot on videotape, it was a lot easier to count the number of hours. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but nowadays, you know, everything's digital. Um, I I'm not quite sure, but <laughs> quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I had uh, three terabytes worth of, of footage. Ah. You know, so that's three thousand gigabytes. So, I know. I you notice know. you don't. Um, you don't on the screen. You don't ask questions. You try to put uh, edit it so that the the characters actually speak, and so you don't insert yourself that much into it, right? I, I try not to, yeah. and I, I you know my my style tends to be one that does not include a a, a narrator. Yeah, um, yeah. I. Enjoy watching, you know, more observational style documentary. I feel like, um, it resembles real life more. Um, it's a more, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, it allows the audience to feel like they are a part of what's unfolding without hemming, you know, this person who, um, you know, who, who, who is kind of instructing them how to watch the film. Um, all right, so- right. So to me, you know, I mean, they're obviously fantastic films with narrators, but for me, I prefer the style without. Do you um, do you think that um, how does that relate to um, a documentary uh, filmmaker being an advocate for something? Do you see yourself as an in this case? How what are you advocating? I guess. In, you in know, this, like this, this was an interesting film for me because um, uh, you know, his politics and my politics are not. <laughs> we're not we don't necessarily see eye to eye on a lot of issues right um for me he was an interesting character and it was a character exploration and i i very much welcome the challenge of of you know um being in a political environment that i wasn't necessarily comfortable with um and uh, i i i think what intrigued me the most was this whole idea of a post-partisan uh, and quote unquote post racial um, political uh, sphere, you know, ever since the election of Barack Obama, there were some people, you know, bantering those ideas around. Um, and and to me, this was an opportunity to explore those ideas and then to see, you know, if those ideas were actually, you know, um, accurate or they were actually happening, like some people said, and also. Um, it was a, a, an opportunity to really get inside, you know, the, the workings of a, a, a national, you know, higher profile politician, which I don't think a lot of us get to see that very much, you know, again, because they were weary of, of right. a very extensive media coverage like this. So did you um, get any footage that you may not use, may not have used of him soliciting from the uh, Vietnamese uh, diaspora? You know, the, 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 it, that was a, a very difficult decision um, in terms of the inclusion of more footage with him within the Vietnamese American community. Um, for, for, you know, for me as a documentary filmmaker, uh, there was, uh, you know, a priority to tell a story that will be, you know, that would keep the audience interest over a, 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 a you know, over an hour long um, in, in this sort of feature length um, format. And um, the Vietnamese American community, for the most part, was very supportive of him. You know, even if the there are, uh, you know, some Vietnamese Americans who are Republican, uh, well, I'm sorry, who are Democrats, who are more um, liberal, progressive in their political ideology, they still respected him and appreciated his historical role. 
um, within the Vietnamese American community. So in some ways, the, the lack of, of, of tension, the, the lack of uh, dramatic beats within that storyline sort of made it, you know, not as interesting. You know, there was no evolution in terms of how the Vietnamese Americans, um, uh, treated him or, or their opinions of him. Um, so, you know, as we were putting together the story that those stories, those pieces started to feel not, you know, hmm. wasn't up to par to all this other, uh, you know, more, um, uh, uh, you know, sort of tense things that was happening, you know, the struggle that he was having, you know, both within um, the, the Republican Party and also within the city of New Orleans. Um, I do have a bunch of footage that I wish I could have included of him within the Vietnamese American community. Because I think he did uh, come out to Orange County, I think, and uh, try to raise money uh, uh, within I, the community here. I, I shot a bunch of stuff of him um, in San Jose. Um, uh, yeah. At a fundraiser. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, 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 it was interesting as well to see that there wasn't really any key Asian American operative or staff member on his staff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I, 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 that would have been, you know, I guess in some ways I wish that there would have been a Vietnamese American who was in a more prominent position in his campaign. So maybe we could have told the story through that scope. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, because a lot of these fundraisers, they you know, they tend to be, it's hard to sort of, you know, include that, but then there's nobody from those events that, that, you know, sort of continue along the journey with him. Um, so that it was difficult for me to include those, those scenes. You would have to have somebody comment on it, I guess, who is a political scientist or somebody. Well, you know, I actually ended up, um, uh, interviewing, um, uh, oh, I, I am his name. <laughs> I'm sorry, but his name is, uh, escaping me that the Republican, um, State senator from oh, yeah. Orange County, um, uh, who uh, was running an, against uh, Loretta Sanchez. Oh, um, the uh, hum, I forget. Oh, you mean uh, <laughs> uh, Van, yeah, Van Tran? Who, who's a, a Van, very, very prominent? Van Tran. Or? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Van, yeah. Uh, Van Tran um, was actually at the San Jose fundraiser, and I actually interviewed him. Mm. Um, and. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's a, it's a strand that, that we at some point realized that we wasn't, we weren't able to include as much as, as we would like to. So, and the other piece that, 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 um, we probably, you know, if there was a way for us to work in more of it, I would have liked to have more of would be his backstory, um, as a, as a Vietnamese American refugee. But again, you know, in my mind, the most interesting element about this particular story is this sort of fish out of water, a Vietnamese American, um, Republican, you know, it's in a, a city that's majority African American Democratic, um, you know, in, um, the two years that, that was, you know, such a tumultuous environment in, in, in the national political scene and, you know, also a historical one because of Barack Obama. Those, I, I felt like those were the most compelling, um, story points. Did, did you, you didn't also focus on, uh, the fundraising because, I think some of the viewers might be interested in how much he raised versus the uh, opponent. You know, I I think he actually did quite well um, in terms of fundraising. Um, he had enough money. He was running a lot of ads. Um, the opponent um, was had a lot of support from the National Democratic um, machine. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you 
Now, if you if you think about 2010, which was the year where um, the Democrats were holding the House by a huge majority, but they were predicted uh, to lose in a in a landslide. Um, the the control of the the House of Representatives to the Republicans, and here it is a seat that is very very easily could be Democratic. So you know, of course, all the Democratic establishment is behind this one candidate, you know, behind Cedric <laughs> Richmond, so yeah. they can gain this sure. one seat. Sure, sure. Um, you know, so so and and which actually you know also explains um, President Obama's endorsement of Joseph's opponent. You know. As the, as the the head of the Democratic Party, there was no way that he wasn't going to step in and try and make sure that the seat becomes Democratic. You know, it would just um, just was not going to happen. Like how Joseph um, would have hoped, um, which was that, that the president was going to stay out of the race. Uh, we're speaking with Leo Chang, who is the uh, director of this documentary, Mr. Gao Goes to Washington. Uh, the title, then, uh, did you uh, did you? Uh, copy it from Miss. Uh, what's his name? Goes to Washington, Mr. Smith. Yes. Mr. Smith. <laughs> well, you know the, the funny thing is, you know, that we we really ponder on the title for quite a while. But literally, every single person, or his main supporters, anyway, during the interview, at some point, they mentioned that you know Joseph. It's kind of like this new version of Mr. Gal. Uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. That he's an idealist. That he has, you know, high integrity and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we were ambivalent about it because in some ways we were suspicious, you know, that, that it was a, a narrative that they would like to construct, that they would like to portray him as this, you know, innocent idealist, you know, who, huh. um, yeah. you know, was trying to change Washington. Um, and then that was, you know, to them was a very positive image. Um, but at some point, you know, we, we realized that, 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 you know, it's almost like the Mr. Smith, which is a, you know, a fiction film, but in a very real political, um, you know, sort of this super polarized political uh, field that, that, that we have today. Um, it's almost like, well, you know, this fiction story really doesn't happen in real life it's almost the opposite that happened that that he went and he was an idealist and he is an idealist which it was very clear to me that 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 part was not a construct that that he really did believe in the things that he said he did believe in um but then he came up against this huge system that he was trying to trying to change and he really wasn't able to do it like mr smith was in in the 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 feature film in the uh, the fiction film so um so you know and 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 we felt like that was the appropriate title and it was a shorthand you know um to kind of let people know that this was going to be a political film um right. so um so yeah so we ended up settling on that title was he uh do you see in the end that he was naive <sighs> I think it's a little bit more complex than that. I mean, in some ways, he's, you know, he is naive, um, in, especially with regards to the president, that he thought that the president really was going to endorse him as a Republican or uh, <laughs> yeah. get uh, the game. Um, but, you know, I think that, that he's a very smart man and, you know, he's a very savvy you know, uh, man, even though he comes off as sort of, you know, a newbie, uh, in, you know, not, not, um, 
sort of inexperienced. I mean, not, I, I was thinking that's sort of not sophisticated, but that's not really not the case. He just doesn't, you know, in some ways his, his quote unquote unsophistication as a politician was an asset to him. It, it made him much more relatable. Um, but his inexperience and also his sort of lack of political capital locally, you know, because he, he was so new that he had so few allies and he had so few long-term relationship, both locally and in Washington that, that they weren't able to come in and help him out when he was getting into trouble, um, in his reelection campaign. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think that, 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 I think that the idealism I really appreciate. Um, I feel like um, perhaps he was lacking in in the pragmatism that's necessary to to win a political campaign. Um, I also think that um, um, you know, sort of the, the 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 stage was just so set up against him that he really, you know, I mean, the first time around was such a a, a perfect storm of event that had to line up in order for him to win that it wasn't not going to happen again, you know, that he was really meant to be there for those two years and then, and, and, you know, make history as he did. And, and, you know, but that was it. He was the first Republican. He was the only Republican to support the health plan initially, the Obama plan, and then uh, backed off because he claims that the abortion prov- provision wasn't in there. Um, is that correct? Yeah. Um, the, the, the J- Joseph um, told me once that if he was going to achieve one thing in his life, it would be to overturn Roe versus Wade. Um, he is very, very, very strongly anti-abortion. And a lot of it has to do with his, um, you know, his faith, his Catholic faith. Um, and, um, and in some ways, I think that the, 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 you know the the pro life stance that that he he takes was probably you know one of the main reasons why um, he became a Republican. Um, why why didn't you inv- interview any women uh, that didn't think like that? <laughs> um, you know, this, interesting enough, his uh, his his uh, uh, his. Uh, uh, Campaign chair. I mean, the the there was a couple. Oh yeah, I remember in the film. Yeah, um, chair or something. What's the name? Yeah, the the, the campaign chair was actually um, a OB, OBGYN who was pro-choice. Oh wow. Yeah. So um, you know that was a, to me it was absolutely fascinating to know that there's just this Republican woman who is a key supporter of his who's pro-choice and, and he's so strongly pro-life. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, 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 for me, the, the tricky part of this film is to really try and portray him within his funnest, uh, point of view. Yeah. Um, I could easily have made judgments, I suppose, you know, mm-hmm. or impose mm-hmm. my opinion about how, what his political stands were, but I just wanted to show what he was going through um, and all of that. So, yeah, 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 I understand. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, the, um, you know, in the end, he says he um, wanted a, a politics that was post uh, party, that was not based on party and not based on class. But of course, class has everything to do with it. And uh, don't you think class is 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 not going to happen to? I mean, he wish Obama wouldn't talk about class, uh, 
I mean, regardless of what you think about Obama, whether he's really supporting Wall Street or not, uh, I mean, definitely Mitt Romney doesn't talk about, you know, he doesn't recognize class. He's, he's from a privileged class. So that's, that seems very naive to suggest that class not, uh, not come into the picture. Well, I, I feel like the whole idea of, um, not talking about class is a very Republican idea. Um, yeah, in some ways, right. um, the, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's, 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 it's folks who says, well, there's no racism, you know, and then right. same folks says, well, you can't talk about class because that's divisive. The fact is there are issues relating to race and class, you know, that part of it. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I feel like that, that was him being a Republican, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily, um, in agreement with that. Um, but I think that he really does believe that. I mean, you know, it, I think that he comes from a background where he really does believe in, you know, sort of personal responsibility over everything else that, that if folks are unhappy with their personal situation, it's their responsibility to pull themselves out of it. And I think that folks who have that kind of belief tend not to, you know, sort of put too much, uh, yeah. In, in, in sort of this sort of, that there are classes of people who are oppressed who can't get out from underneath the, all the pressure. So, um. He sees himself as a self-made man, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he was, you know, I mean, as a refugee, you know, and as somebody who was basically orphaned for many, many years, hmm. um, he really shouldn't have made it. Um, but I think that he also came from a, a fairly, um, uh, sort of, privileged background in Vietnam. Um, was so, he was he ethnic um, something else than than uh, Vietnamese? You know, I'm actually not sure. I never did find out, but I do know that his last name is the same as the the Chinese last name Gao, which is means yeah. all, right? So sometime <laughs> back, maybe generations ago. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I guess you know, it's 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 uh, who, who knows, right? I mean, who knows what what. But the ethnicity, you know, ethnic background of, I mean, I, I, they, they never, you know, he never clearly identified himself as a, as a Chinese Vietnamese to, to me. So I never really did pursue it. I didn't think it was necessarily relevant. So how I find out is when I, and I could do that search, uh, the, the Chinese papers would tell you, uh, the Chinese language papers, because Van Tran was on campus a few weeks ago. We have an exhibit up on uh, paintings from the refugee camps in Hong Kong. Uh-huh. And he came and he, uh, he admitted he is, uh, ethnic Chinese and he wished he could spoke Cantonese. And oh, his, really? His grandmother is Chinese, uh, is Cantonese. So, and the only reason I knew it was because of, uh, well, Tran is, uh, is Chan basically, but, uh, uh-huh. but also because the Chinese papers, uh, had profiled him when he was running for election, uh, with his wife and kid as somebody from, uh, whose ancestors were from China. And so, <laughs> I see. No, so I that's how I can tell because the mainstream media and also, you know, the Vietnamese media, of course, would not say that. And so, so that's kind of, I'm on the big thing now to, uh, to research, uh, uh, ethnic Chinese from Vietnam. I just gave a paper uh-huh. in Hong Kong at the Asian Cinema Society uh, conference on uh-huh. uh, films about, uh, Cantonese from Vietnam. Oh, interesting, so, yeah. interesting. No, I know that there's a there's a uh, obviously a very sizable population of Chinese Vietnamese. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the question is politically whether they identify with it, and uh, he doesn't, obviously, uh, Mr. Cao. Yeah, and so uh, 
what what do you think in the end that uh do you think that you um you feel uh that you would uh, continue to do these kind of exposés or, or or not exposés but documentaries about uh about a kind of biograph biographical documentaries i guess it's, it's more like uh following somebody around or do you think you're going to move on to something else you know, I, it, 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 you know, for, for me, one of the reasons to get into documentaries is, is, is to, you know, fulfill my, 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 you know, tendency of having a short attention span <laughs> that, that I can, you know, really devote all my attention to one subject matter for two years and then move on to something else. So I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the next thing, um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm working on something else right now, but, you know, I'm, I'm definitely sort of looking for new and interesting subject matters to follow. And I, I am, for the most part, drawn to interesting characters. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think people are fascinating and, and when specific people who are either in a, a really interesting premise as Joseph was or who was just incredibly charismatic, um, I'm, I'm drawn to them, you know. And so it, it's probably likely that I will continue to make um, films about people that are a specific person that I will follow um, over long periods of time. But I could also take on other projects too, you know, I, I, I don't know. You know, I and try to challenge myself as a filmmaker to sure. continuing. Um, you know, try to do something that's different stylistically as well. Um, I would like to do that. So, um, on Mr. Gao, I was thinking at first when I saw your film that he, he, he could have run as a Democrat, but then you know this thing about the pro-life stance. Well, there are plenty of pro-life Democrats. Um, oh, I see. You know, he okay. could have easily run as a Democrat, and he 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 chose not to. Um, well, I mean, you know, it, it was it would have been difficult for him to run as a Democrat in New Orleans just because, you know, by his, him running as a Republican was in some ways um, for him to leapfrog over all these other people who had um, much more uh, experience and involvement in him in the political sphere in New Orleans, right? So, I mean, you have to spend years working your way up, and that's not what Joseph did. So the system was stacked against him, right? If he, even if he switched uh, after he, you know, got to Congress and switched party. Uh, it's not clear that he could have uh, run as a Democrat. Well, he might have been defeated in the primary. Uh, that's right, yeah. yeah there, there were a lot of very credible African-American, especially African-American Democrats um, who had been around, who had served in state le- uh, legislature or city legislature, or, I'm sorry, or city uh, public office for a long time, who had lots of re- name recognition and had a track record. Sure. You know, sure. And he didn't. He didn't have any of that. So, you know, who, 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 knew, who knows what was going to happen? Um, I mean, the interesting thing, of course, was that that uh, uh, the president had promised that that um, that president was going to endorse Joseph, but Joseph had switched party, which you know would have been really, really interesting to see yeah. how that would have played out in New Orleans. But um, unfortunately, <laughs> well, unfortunately for a lot of Democrats who all say that he should switch, um, that that he didn't do that. And unfortunately for me, because in, in terms of stories, I think that would have been a really interesting yeah, uh, yeah. twist of events to see how that panned out. So he just in the film he talks about being a friend of Obama and uh, trying to uh, get that as political credit in the black community. Right. Uh, but did people seem skeptical? Huh? You 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 show faces of people they didn't seem to be that interested. Well, you know, I mean, I, I think that they did really have a genuine um, respect and appreciation for each other, um, especially towards the beginning of the turn. I mean, there, there are 
you know, a lot of parallels in, in their life stories. Um, and, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the oh, Barack Obama has, you know, it's, has been way more involved and it's, it's in a different, at a different place, clearly, than Joseph Gao was. But, um, you know, I think that, that, that they, they, they appreciated each other as, as pioneers in their respective community and, and what that meant for the other communities of color, you know. Um, but I mean, definitely, I, I don't think that for a second that Joseph didn't realize that he really had to play up his connection to the president in order, in order to have a chance in, in this district, you know. I mean, that was the smartest thing he could have done is, is to cozy up to the president because this was a district that voted overwhelmingly for Barack Obama and will sure. continue to vote overwhelmingly for Barack Obama. So, um, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it, that, that's, I mean, to me, it's just, it's, the situation is just complex. You know, is, is Joseph this sort of squeaky king, clean, good guy who was wronged? I mean, definitely not. You know, he was exploiting the president as the president was exploiting him. And, mm. and, and is that a bad thing? I mean, no, I mean, this is, this is, this is, this is <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and does that make, you know, either of them less of a person, um, or less of a, a principle, you know, um, like, uh, people of integrity? I mean, I don't necessarily think so. You know, I think that they did what they, they must do and it was not necessarily, you know, I mean, Joseph felt betrayed, but it's at one, you know, from, from one respect, um, you know, he's correct, but from the other perspective is it was him being, being naive, you know, that was a, an ex, an reasonable expectation that he had. Uh, I just came back from a few weeks ago from DC where there was an Asian American studies conference mm. and, uh, there was actually a uh, academic, uh, with a paper on your film, uh, Versailles, the village called Versailles. <laughs> and he was actually, uh, hoping that you would have covered more of the interaction between the black community there and I mean, delve more into the interracial uh, coalition that was built, uh, or the multiracial. And, uh, he thought you'd succeeded in this film. He'd seen this film or earlier version or what somehow he's seen this film, uh, already. So, uh, so on that, uh, on that note. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's very good to know. Thank yeah. you for telling me that. I, yeah. I didn't realize, I mean, I knew that there was a, a, a graduate student at, at, at Cal who's, working on the, another thesis about village cover stuff, but I didn't know that somebody else. Yeah, I can send you that. the name later. It's, it's, I, it skipped my mind and I didn't have time to look it up. So, uh, well, thank you very much. Uh, so good luck on the film. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and it's showing, uh, at the Asian Pacific Film Festival. Uh, yeah, it's showing tomorrow night, Tuesday night at seven and in Koreatown. Great. At the CGV, uh, theater, which is a new yes. theater complex. Are you going to be there? I, I will be there. I'm in Los Angeles right now. Oh, great. Great. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'll brave <laughs> the traffic to get out there on a weekday <laughs> from Orange County. But thank oh, you very please, much. Please tell your, uh, your, your LA Yeah, I'll post it. I'll folks. post it. Yeah, yeah I'll post it uh, this afternoon. Okay, thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Bye-bye. Dan. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.